banking as a service. I always thought banking was a service. So what do you mean when you say banking as a service? Banking is supposed to be a service, but it no longer is, simply because you're saying banks looking at their own, uh, should I say, needs and flogging, if I can use the word products, to their customers, irrespective of whether that meets meets the need of a particular customer or not. So in one way, banking is slightly inside out today because banks are looking to maximize their profits, trying to sell their products to their customers, uh, to a large extent forgetting what is required by a customer in a true sense. Also what has happened because of that is banks have built empires, if I would say, both IT and otherwise, and otherwise empires, which is which the main focus being to how do they sell products to their customers and have forgotten the fact that there is a possibility of providing a service to a customer and not necessarily when you're looking at their own profits uh, alone. Yeah. Well, that is something that's happened to banking, isn't it? It has become a commodity marketplace and the commodity is there's a current account, there's a savings account, there's an insurance, whatever it be. Yeah. And yes, I understand what you're saying because one has been forced into pigeonholes by a bank saying, no, this is the product we've got, take it or leave it. Absolutely. Now, uh, because they are constricted by the products that they manufacture, and that's what they are trying to sell to their customers. So their, uh, if I would say remit, or their coverage of the product set is limited to what they can manufacture. Now, if banking is truly a service, then it does not matter what the bank's own product is. It should be able to work with other, let's say, other banks or other providers to be able to give something which the customer requires. That is truly essentially a service. So uh, if I were to look at mortgage as a good example, then you have banks saying that, you know what, you want fixed or you do you want variable? You make up your mind whether you want a fixed, a fixed uh, mortgage or a variable mortgage. If you want a fixed mortgage, I have a two years and a five years fixed, what do you want? They are never trying to look at saying, you know, Robin, you are buying a house. This is your need. You're looking to buy a house. You're not looking at a mortgage. So providing banking as a service essentially means that you move away from the fact that what you manufacture is only what you sell, point number one. Point number two, you are able to provide a truly personalized service to your customers because of the fact that now you're no longer bound by what you're manufacturing. You're able to put together services by one or more providers, put it all together to provide a service to a customer. Very simply put, we are saying that if I am a bank, I'm, I'm a banking as a service provider and I'm working with two or three different banks and I have the choice now of not only two saving account types, I have eight account uh, saving account types, I'm far better able to actually provide the right solution in this scenario or the right product to the customer based on their needs. So that opening up of providers to the banking as a service platform, multiple providers coming in, this gives them the customer the choice or picking the right product for their uh, their need. Well, this is something that a bank would do itself, or are you expecting a, a, a front-man provider to pull products from different institutions? I would say both. I would say both. Uh, it depends on what is the right strategy each bank believes for itself to be. Because, you know, for example, we've discussed with a few Scandinavian banks who believe their strength is product manufacturing. That's where they are able to be extremely efficient and uh, cost efficient and otherwise efficient. And so they believe that their strength is not in the customer ownership. They would then naturally become providers to not only their customers, to but a, a much larger set of uh, customer owners, if I would call it, the people who would actually provide banking as a service, and hence they are able to 
increase their uh, turnover in that sense by actually providing this product to multiple people. That's one way. In the distribution level, which is basically where the banking as a service provider sits, we've seen both moves. We've seen non-traditional players coming in uh, like an Amazon in the retail space. We started seeing you know, signs of non-traditional players coming in and, and trying to build that customer ownership journey with themselves and holding it and working with multiple providers. A simple simple bank in the U.S. Was a, was a start, a very small setup compared to the banking world today, but that was a start which ended up by being bought by a Spanish bank. Uh, but we also have are working with a large number of bankers who think that their, uh, their only way to survive is to actually move in that space. And they are willing to work with a lot of third-party providers. In fact, a couple of banks saying that I don't care if I am selling my competition's, uh, let's say, savings account as long as I'm meeting the need of my customers. So there are banks who will naturally move into that position, but there will also be third-party players coming in there. Is this not just adding another layer, though, between the banking product, whatever it is, and the customer? So there's another potential layer of cost there that somebody's got to absorb, and there's also because there's another party involved, a potential security issue? Yes and no, Tobin. Uh, if I were to look at it from a cost angle, today's technology and the significantly dropping cost of actually bringing in uh, additional layer of technology fundamentally does not add to the cost of the overall cost structure of the banks. Today, if you look at it, the cost is far more in people rather than in uh, uh, technology. Right. So adding in, in quotes, a technical layer is not fundamentally going to alter the cost structure. Now, if a bank themselves is becoming the distributor, is becoming, is becoming the banking as a service provider, then, the, uh, then there's no additional complexity coming in, except to the effect of the fact that now their product portfolio has become much, much wider because they have made themselves truly open and are able to take in third-party products, uh, traditional or non-traditional players. In this scenario, the relationship with the bank and the customer continues. It does not matter. In the other, on the, uh, in the other scenario where you have an independent banking as a service provider, then uh, you today in effect also have a significant amount of services being sold through third-party providers, right? They are mortgages, for example, or independent financial advisors who sell any investment products. Uh, so I do not see this as a fundamental shift away from the model today, but I would say that the model which exists in investment products actually becoming uh, ubiquitous and being true for every financial service which a uh, customer needs. And the other, other way I see it as well, today you have a lot of verticalization, right? Because uh, savings account is a different provider, mortgage is a different provider, investment banking products are a different provider. I in fact say that there will be savings in cost because of the removal of the siloed nature or the vertical nature of the business which is in and the ability to bring all of this together to provide a, um, should I say, a holistic solution to the customer actually will finally reduce the cost of service to a customer. Okay, we're talking about banking as a service. Banking products to a, to a large extent have been commoditized, which actually... I can see makes sense in how you would present them to people if you've got a clutch of banking service providers. But service is the key word here, and there's, there's a phrase that, that I know you've used uh, yourself, empathetic banking. I remember as a young man going and speaking to my bank manager, I had a, a real human 
bank manager that I sat across a desk from and discussed my circumstances and discussed my requirements, and he would offer solutions sometimes. Not always, of Mm. course, because young men don't always get what they want Mm. out of banks. Mm. But what do you mean by empathetic banking within banking as a service now? You just made a point saying, you know, as a young man, you wouldn't, you didn't get exactly what you wanted from a bank. Point number one, and just taking that and assume, or let us say we, you know, kind of think about a digital bank manager who is able to give exactly what you want. Now that is a combination. I would say is essentially going what what we call empathetic banking, where the needs of an individual is essentially driving what is provided to them as a service. And given the nature of technology today, given the extent and the capability of the technology which is available to banks, moving that in a digital space so that if I were to take the same analogy as you're speaking about, you didn't have to wait for the weekend to go meet a bank manager and take an appointment, but you're able to do that at a time and uh, and a place of your choice. Now, that in our sense is very simply put what is empathetic banking. But a fundamental difference also is even at that point in time, while you were talking to your bank manager, they were still looking at it from a product being sold to you. I believe and I think it is true as well that banking is something which is helping your life in the sense that you're never ever looking to get a mortgage. What you're trying to do is buy a house, right? And you are always trying to purchase something and the payment is supposed to be in the substrate behind it. Payment is not something which you want to do by yourself. Now, empathetic banking actually takes that to the next step to say, you live your life and I will slip in as a bank under underneath the radar, but make sure that you get whatever service or product which you require simply because you're trying to do something in your life. And all I'm doing is assisting in it, whether that is you, I'll help you buy a house a mortgage is incidental there, and that, we believe, is empathetic banking. So where does Suntech sit? Where, what are you hoping to achieve? What banks are doing today as they move towards uh, personalised banking or empathetic banking is spending a lot of time, effort and money on what is a channel space, the actual last mile of interaction with the customers. And banks have done a fairly good job of this, actually, where uh, they have spent a lot of money, time and effort to make the customer interaction layer, if I would call it, far more efficient, far more uh, simpler and uh, seamless across different channels, etc. The customer's experience of interacting with the bank is no longer as as problematic as it was before, right? Uh, Customers can choose their channel, their location, their time. It's exactly all in their control. But where banks are not investing enough or where banks are now thinking of investing is actually, yes, I have done a beautiful, brilliant bit of work in actually interacting with my customer, but I still do not know how do I convert or how do I get the intelligence to decide on what is the right choice to my customer. I have the data on one end. I have the means of interacting with them, but I just don't have the intelligence or I don't have the capability to put all of it together. So we were talking about Right? I have 10 of my products which I want to put in my kitty to sell to my customers. But I know that I am not completely there. So I will, I, because I am truly an open organization, I will open it up to, to the external world. I am able to take third-party products, put it all in the mix, and then build a solution which is very specific to my customer. And that build 
means I need to not only have the data of my customer and their uh, needs, etc., but also have a very fungible, very dynamic portfolio, which I'm able to, you know, mix and match to build something which is very specific to my customer. In essence, Suntech does that, right? Um, in essence, Suntech manages that portfolio which is in available to the market, the dynamic portfolio which is available to, mar- to the market, both with internal and external products and services as a part of that portfolio. And then... From this portfolio, how do I, in effect, match or resolve what is that right solution for that customer? That's that's what Suntech does. Mada Jane, thank you very much.